Okay, so if you watched our last video, you know Gabby and I went really deep on generational uh, sacral chakra blockage, but we went on a whole lot of tangents. And I really recommend if you're watching this video for the first time, you should go back and watch uh, that video. If not, that's okay because we're going to kind of sum up the same thing. Today, we're going to talk about numerology and astrology and how it's related to or how you can use it because we pre presented so much information on how the sacral chakra blockage like uh, like I want I want to live my purpose but I'm stuck in fear I feel like I don't, I don't want to admit myself. this stuff I'm not capable I'm too scared I don't have enough money I don't have time I can't do that that's not for me and I don't really want to admit that I just feel unworthy and shame but really at the deep core of me I just feel like I'm not enough I'm never going to be enough I may as well just give up and we want to help empower you to move past it. So today we're going to talk about tangible ways that you can move past that or at least a starting point. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. In that last video, we finished with saying, you just have to use your money pura, your solar plexus. You have to take action. You have to step forward towards some desire with a willingness to pivot again. My life was a whole bunch of series of 90 degree turns that I chose with, as a mom. I'm like, this makes me, no, this makes no sense what I'm doing, living before in, in this rat race, big house, soccer tournaments, um, fancy cars. Well, I kind of have a nice car now, so back to that. But that's a different thing. That's because it's a whole different Intrinsic story. value to explore without fear of constant breakdowns. breaking down. Yeah. And so in order to be willing and brave and confident to just keep taking these turns to be like, let's see where this goes. Okay, well, this didn't work. Let's turn again. Oh, this does work. Let's keep going ahead. Wait, we have another roadblock. We got to pivot again. To, be, to have that lack of fear to do that, that's what I'm going to share with you today. But first, <laughs> I'm... I'm I didn't give Gabby enough coffee this I morning. I know. We're really like, we are camping in this gorgeous canyon in Wyoming in Lander. And I came in like, we got to record today. No, actually, she told me, you need to show up and record today. And I didn't show up with enough coffee. So, yeah. So, if this is, if you're listening on YouTube and this is the first time to our channel, I'm Gabby. I'm Robin. I'm here at Making Mindfulness Fun. We help you on your journey to higher consciousness so you can experience more emotional liberation um, uh, and step into your joy, love, and purpose. Okay, so let's pretend that you're at this starting point, that you're watching our channel or you're listening to the Defy the Norm podcast and you're like, okay, I want, I want that. I just don't know where to start. And, you know, you, maybe you can't afford, because if you were starting with coaching, the first thing I'd do is I'd say, I need to know your date of birth, Time, time of, of birth, birth. <laughs> and place of birth. And I would run your natal chart. And if you're listening, like, just go pull your natal chart real quick. Pause and go to Cafe Astrology does a great natal chart reading. And you enter all that information. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I have this crazy graph or crazy um, yeah, well, chart. Course. but And I don't even know where to start. And what I'd say is, like, what I would do is I would start, yes, 
I could look at your sun, moon, and rising and be like, okay, that paints a picture. But realistically, the first thing I would do is I'd scroll down to your Lilith and your North Node. And I'd look at your Lilith and North Node and be like, okay, this is your struggle. Um, we've done videos on this, we've done podcasts on it, but it never gets old and it never sinks in quite enough because I know everybody I work with, they're still like, so they'll, they'll repeat like, so I have this problem. I'm like, ah, it's your North node. Like you have to step into that. A common one is say somebody has a North node in cancer and a South node in Capricorn. And it's not even, honestly, I forget that it's yours sometimes, but <laughs> I have of, this one too, but we know a lot of people with. And I think it doesn't, isn't going to play out for Gabby because she's starting from a, it could have with a different life path. If we had lived our old life paradigm of the rat race and where Gabby was in. I can give you a good example of it in a minute, but finish what you're saying first. Oh, it's the weirdest thing. I have, Victor and I both have a lot of clients that have this. I thought it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, maybe we're just a North Node in maybe Cancer. karmically designed to serve these coaches. People. Maybe. And I'm like, I'm a Cancer son, but I don't think that that's why these people are drawn to me. Maybe partially. The, the biggest thing is these people are, South Node is what you overuse. But that means you're good at it. It comes naturally to you. And so you see it as your strength. Remember Capricorn, summarize a Capricorn. Well, so. Capricorn is, you know, stereotypically driven person, hyperproductive. And, you know, even though it's like the, the Capricorn, Capricorn sign, depending on where it's located, it means if this is a South node, that means the skill set of being highly productive, efficient, driven, motivated. Those often are often financially successful. Often, but it's primarily because of the skill set of being so driven to, and you really want to be successful. You want to be seen as successful. And but because remember, of all that drive, it tends to lend you toward success in whatever arena, typically career. Um, and it's, it's the masculine yang to um to the yin of the cancer feminine archetype yeah. and keep in mind that we've done all these things talking about extrinsic and internal values so naturally you are you're you're really good at this but you're overcompensating by external value system and that's hard it's not to say like oh you need to just go be a monk and be poor that's never what i'm saying in the, to people that i'm working with but it's like hey you have to step into this cancer role of being able or allowing yourself to be nurtured and to be a nurturer and that is that can be external right you could you could overcompensate by being what like a two would an enneagram two would be seen as as the helper and you could just always self-sacrifice and give like if gabby's south or sorry north node is in cancer she could swallow her desires and her motivations and just say like sure mom i'll do whatever you want um yeah i'll babysit the kids today or yeah i'll um i won't make a request for things or she could just instead of always being motivated by career she could actually nurture herself and be like you know what i really need a vacation from work i need to not video on youtube for a month i need to just focus on thing on on exploring the depths of my soul and go rock climb and experience what what it feels like to just be in 
in the environment. Oh, that's what you just yeah. did for the last well, one. I don't, did I? No, I was actually going to say, um, well, they, one of the things they say, like if you have a South Node in Capricorn, you need to relax your standards of achievement and learn to surrender and let go and trust the process. And if you guys have been watching, following us for a while, following me for a while, maybe my newsletter or whatever, you know this is a constant struggle for me. And we actually, um, two pod, maybe not two podcasts ago, three podcasts ago when we were talking about how your body manifests um, your your thoughts, your body's manifestation of your thoughts. We talked about how for like two, no, it was like closer. Yeah, for two weeks I had the worst terrible stomach ache because even though I was trying to nurture myself, I was trying to, I thought, step into my Cancer North node. I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to take a chill pill because my mindset had not taken a chill pill. If you're, you can't just do and not shift your attitude. And so, uh, the stomach ache didn't go away because the stomach ache was a manifestation of this pressure I had on myself to continue to be organized and productive and achievement and driven towards my goals and achievement. And that, that looming weight was still there and it manifested through the body. So that's an example of how I have to work through my North note of embracing the attitude of it's okay to relax my standards of achievement. And that's what a lot of people I think who have that all end up all being an Enneagram, a one, a three or a six. I yeah. tends to be, there probably can be some exceptions, but so it's funny how it can play the, the South node, North node and knowing Enneagram, it, it really can be your, um, recipe for your protocol to heal or to, to step into like ba balance the sacral chakra. So for Gabby, Enneagram three, for her to just think about be like a six and trust. Right, because like, so if you guys know about our Enneagram, if you've watched our other Enneagram videos, there's a growth number and a stress number. However, more and more, you really step into the, so when, when we say growth number, everyone has a growth number, and that means you want to embrace the best qualities of that Enneagram type. So a three grows into a six, so you embrace the positive qualities of a six, which is a six in its highest self is a trusting person. So trust is in alignment with the three and what we were just talking about. And then the six, anyway, continue. And so a one, and for the sake of this, yes, I'm just gonna say as your one growth, your growth number, even though yes, you can grow Me into too. the good qualities of both numbers. So I don't need to hear all the comments in below about how I said it wrong. Um, a one really does have to step into a seven of spontaneity. It's because your manifestation just ends up being slightly different. If I'm a one and I have a South node in Capricorn, my to-do list is probably, like my schedule is probably packed. I go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. I leave no space in my schedule for spontaneity. And so I probably, even if I think I have fun, oh, I step into my seven, I schedule it out for Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. And it, and that's that's the antithesis of that. That is not stepping into your nurturing. That, a one would look more like crossing something out of your schedule intuitively at the spur of the moment because you're like, you know what? I'm really stressed. I'm gonna go get a massage right now. Not like, oh, I'm gonna schedule a massage for two weeks from now so that my mind can think about that in two weeks, I'll, then I'll finally get to like nurture myself. It's it's about stepping into intuit, intuition and being like, this is what I need right now. I'm just gonna do it. And it could be a six, an Enneagram six who, um, I have a lot of people I work with that are Enneagram six that have this north south node conundrum. And theirs is more like they want to, 
their loyalty and trust come in the form of control. They want to micromanage everybody around them. And when they've managed all the fires around them, they want to project out a fire that might get started next week or next year or 10 years from now. And theirs is literally just a function of like seeing the fire and just saying like, I'm just going to chill by this fire. Yeah. And it really comes back for a six. A lot of it is about like this sense of uh, internal loyalty, loyalty to themselves and internal trust because the, that micromanaging uh, motivation comes from this like fear of people being unloyal to them because that's like the core fear, people betraying the type six. So people, they project, they gotta micromanage the people so that they stay loyal to them and then they project the future possibility of these people not being loyal. And so then it's like, okay, wait, your trust and your your trust as a North Node Cancer comes from trusting yourself and trusting it's gonna be okay. Trust the people without having to micromanage the people. So you can see, let's say, let's bring this back and tie it together. So let's say you wake up today and you're like, man, I'm just good. I'm just okay. Like, I, I really want more. Like, I used to ask my my uh, husband this all the time. Like, is this, the, is this what you want to do for 30 more years? Well, no. Okay, but you're not doing anything different to break this cycle. Like, your, your routine, you're stuck in the same actions, the same mindset. Like, don't you want, oh yeah, I want more. Okay, so we have to do something different. Okay, so you wake up and say, and you're like, all right, I want to shift things. I want to take a step. I want to pivot. Okay, the easiest way is to know your Enneagram. But if you don't know your Enneagram, or if there's a chance that you're like most people and you're mistyping yourself, then you open up your natal chart and you look at your North Node and you go, I have to be, I need to step more into that. And if it helps you to, um, to have the skill set and you don't want to work with us for coaching, just Google it, like go, okay, my North node, stick with the same one, North node in cancer. What does North node in cancer mean? And it's gonna say a whole bunch of things about being able to nurture and um, beyond nurturing, what does a North node in cancer usually oh, say? Like I said, trust, um, relaxing your standards of achievement. It's really about embracing the feminine qualities of surrender and just intuition and being and in this moment, the presence rather than the future. And simultaneously, you should probably Google what is the opposite then, South Node and Capricorn, and see like, okay, and, and do a little checklist to yourself and go, hmm, do I have a tendency to act as this South Node? This is where people, I think, have trouble. This is why you need a coach a lot of times, but they have trouble doing it for themselves. But if, if I was coaching you, I'd say, take the South Node. You, you see how the South Node actions are probably playing out what would north node actions look like in your schedule what would or in your day how could you because you know we take these things in theory and we and we don't we know them. we're like gabby'll think like okay i'm gonna nurture myself today but it would take going like what would an action at the end of the day what would a nurturing action have looked like for you can you think of something that would be like oh. i always think of when i do when i do mouth fascia release every day that's my north noting cancer uh, me wow. making time actually even because i'm not i'm not a one so it doesn't matter for me if it's scheduled relaxation but if i give myself uh you know if i set the intention at the start of the middle of the day that like okay i've been pretty stressed my intention now is like before i cook dinner or after i cook dinner or eat dinner i'm going to just spend time either journaling or reading or mouthwash release is like foam rolling. And those three things are my go-tos because like 
it, it's a sense of relaxation. It's non-productive work. I have trouble giving myself permission to just read for enjoyment because that feels like I have to relax my standards of achievement. So um, that would that, probably be her next one, though, would be to force her because I tell her all the time, like, you really need to read for enjoyment more. I am reading but for enjoyment. It's true. But I just don't <laughs> do it often, that often. This is an exception. I'm. It's true. <laughs> I'm laughing because... The book the I'm reading is the book I'm reading because of that. Yeah, it's a deep. It's a. I'm reading Atlas Shrugged, and it's like a tiny little. It's a heavy book. <laughs> and the amount of notes. Yeah, the amount of notes I make on it. So it's like I should. It's extremely it. productive. It's extremely productive. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, it, it's still good. Like it's it's hard. It's so hard. We didn't even tear. We can like add we the next ten even... minutes to go, and I can use myself as an example because. Go ahead and finish that so I can pull up mine while I... Yeah, so, oh my gosh, we just gave you an example of what one north node looks like just because we see it so often. And then, well, I don't know if you want to get to do this before or after, but then you got to take into account your Lilith. So Lilith and north node, these are the the pair that you are working with. Um, and the Lilith is important because, so north node is like what you're going to struggle to grow into most, but is most important for you Don't to you grow into. Don't you feel like it's a little bit more, it can be more action-based too? It yes. does need a mindfulness, but Correct. It's, it's it shows the action you need to take. Often, yes. It usually can be manifested. Whereas the Lilith is a little bit more difficult because it requires its emotion. North Node, South Node are action. Lilith is emotion. And so, you know, in our last video, we talked about this a lot. Lilith is, well, we didn't talk about this actually, but your Lilith is the part of yourself that you feel guilty for. It's the action in the, it's the thing you really want to be deep down. It's like your inner child screaming that I want to be this thing, but I feel so guilty for being for shame. and feel shameful. shameful. The word that, like, I feel unworthy when I am this thing. Um, and so what, what's interesting about the Lilith is that people can either have it integrated or not integrated. Some people take their Lilith components and they live them, but they, anytime that they live them, they feel constantly guilty and ashamed of who they are. Or there's people who sh deny that from themselves. Uh, and so let, let's take, for example, so if my North Node is Cancer um, and my Lilith is Aquarius. And so my Lilith and Aquarius means I feel guilty and ashamed for wanting to be a part of a group. And I think this this manifested a lot in my life when we were early, earlier on when we moved into the RV and we were traveling the world and I was in high school at the time. And so at the time, I just denied that part. Of, I had deep down this urge, this desire to want to be a part of a group, but I felt ashamed for wanting that. And so because of the way all, our life path followed, I was able to essentially, I just disintegrated that part of my Lilith, except for the fact that you can't disintegrate it and it's always there. And so your Lilith and your North Node then become this like this duality that you're working between of North Node, I want to move into this experience. And then this Lilith is also something that is kind of on the side. They're not exactly directly correlated, but you have to keep an eye on both trying to take actions in alignment with your North Node to essentially stop overusing the parts of yourself. Really, okay, so the South Node becomes, um, we talked about this, it becomes your your sacral chakra overuse. Stepping into your North Node becomes this positive sacral chakra, inner, inner power, um, intrinsic use of your value systems by stepping into your North Node. But then you've got the Lilith on the side and Lilith is shame and unworthiness and guilt. And your sacral chakra is also associated with shame and guilt and self-worth. And so you have to accept the fact and embrace the qualities of 
whatever sign your Lilith is in to also be able to heal your sacral chakra. And they go hand in hand because if you work on one without working on the other, you're going to leave yourself in the same sort of place. Do you, okay, so maybe we have a little time. It's not, we have a little now, time. I mean, like, I didn't want to make it too long, but we, I think we should touch on numerology for a second because we did give a lot, but then if you, but you have to come at it from different ways. And so you're like, okay, my action's this. This is the shame I have to overcome. This is how I'm going to balance the svadhisthana. But then an even simpler way that you can't mistype. And if you don't know what time you were born and you don't know where you were born and it's hard to get your natal chart, really at the root, a numerology approach is extremely simple. Gabby and I love doing it, this approach. I think very few people actually use this to its full advantage. So. Gabby, if we add up her birthday numbers, she's a seven. Seven. Seven, seven. 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 Just seven. seven. Um, so <laughs> Typically, you get, you'll get either come up with a one or a two-digit number. Um, of course, so there's a few birthdays we come up with a one-digit number. So do you know here, each whatever number you come up with, I'll come back to mine in a second, I'm a 36-9, that 36-9 that has five laws. Your seven has five laws. Do you no, know it does not have five. Oh, you don't. You only have. You have less laws. <laughs> Maybe in Dan Roman's new edition, he might explain better. Because I have but, yours. That um, I was curious. Um, I'm curious what I your three laws of them. You do. I have three oh, of them. There you go. You only have three. Yeah. So go ahead. You can say what you. So the, the law of expectations, the law of faith, and the law of intention. In intuition. 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 Law of in intuition. Um. Yeah. She's. I'll so this is what, so overview. So. I almost want to say that uh, I have a video that has been in the, I'll publish this video. I have a video that um, will publish the day after this video is published on what numerology is. So if you really care to know, understand what numerology is, I have a whole long 30 minute video explaining what numerology is. But in general, so if you want, if you can watch that video or the general gist is that your life path becomes this path towards your highest self. It becomes this guiding path up the mountains of life is how Dan Millman refers to it. And these mountains of life are these obstacles that we talk about. The obstacles are what give you purpose. Purpose is moving up the mountain, fear is staying where you are on the mountain. And the life path number represents the cobblestone path towards purpose. So knowing your, if you, you can't mess up on your birthday unless your parents lie to you. So you add yours up. So if I come to 36.9 or Gabby gets a seven and she sees that she has three laws and I have five laws. If you just take those laws and then apply them to your day, like at the beginning of the day, you set the intention, say, okay, Gabby, you're going to apply the law of trust today, the law of intuition, the law of expectation. She does do this. That's why I can. Does she's she? Smiling. Does she? <laughs> to perfection? No. I don't know why yours doesn't have the law of perfection. Should actually be on yours also because that's probably the hard struggle that I watch her when if she just she does does the law of expectation. She knows. She's like I set out. This is the expectation I have for career, for self, for trying to find this circle of like-minded people. But then because she has such a great meditation practice and a journaling practice and self-care practice, I know you step into the law of intuition. You sit there and you're like, okay, this experience happened. I was in this experience. Intuitively, this feels off. This feels right. Then you go to like, maybe the law Probably of trust Probably the law is of faith is the hardest one for me. Yeah, trust, faith, same thing. The law of faith of 
now you've got the expectation that you the law of expectation is actually about greatening your expectations with the understanding that any your expectation will always manifest which i think is something interesting for any anyone to contemplate what you expect will manifest intuitively just feel into it then the faith of believing that something that isn't now possible in the present will eventually be manifested in the present is impossibly hard for me <laughs> and yeah. yeah i have the law of intuition too which um it definitely plays a role like that was probably my turning point when i took that that first 90 degree turn and said like i woke up one day i'm like this makes no sense, Victor. We have this beautiful house and we live on the beach and I never see you and I'm always stressed and I'm like, just walk around my house all day, picking up toys and putting them in different boxes and buying new pillows at Pottery Barn. This makes no sense to me. I would just rather spend my day on the beach and surf and, and I really wanna go see what a national park looks like and it'd be really cool to camp in a forest. I have this curiosity and so I used that law of intuition to allow myself to be curious um, I also have the law of action. So it was really good for me to be like, oh, if I have this intuition or this curiosity, I should probably act on it. Um, law of perfection is a, definitely a struggle for me. Uh, that one's one that like, luckily I have somebody who supports me and goes like, hey, we're recording today because our intuition says that we have we something that we should be sharing with people on YouTube. And even though our hair's not perfect and I'm like, whatever, it's, you know, all those things that like self-limiting beliefs that I'm not enough and that I don't have a loud enough voice or the perfect voice or blah, blah, blah. That's definitely where I go back to opening up my five laws. I go, mm, there it goes, law of perfection again. Okay, massive imperfect action. Uh, law of flexibility is definitely, now that one I can, I'll come back to. That one is my south node, north node. Um, that I feel like I've stepped into, but it took me a while to. Law of honesty is how I would tell you I tie in my Enneagram. My law of honesty is all about being able to use my throat chakra from an open heart chakra, which meant healing sacral chakra, in order for me to communicate, because as a type eight, when I was younger, and my kids were younger, and if I would have said to Gabby, like, hey, I'm gonna give you 50 bucks if you get a yellow card today, that was because part of me was on that soccer field trying to prove that I was good enough to, to um, score the goal or to be the star player, and I caught it after many years of making that mistake and was able to catch it and go, oh wait, that is anger because I didn't get to have these opportunities that I'm providing for my kids and being able to heal that in myself, then I could better communicate like, do you even want to play soccer? Like, can we go do something different? Like, is it really matter? Did I, did I jump too much? Yeah, time? I'm thinking like, wow, we went on like quite some tangents for people. Yeah. So the point, the point of this is that like, okay, how do you, the point of this is that we're always trying to teach you guys how to choose purpose over fear because you have a responsibility to step into your purpose because the world needs you to be your authentic self. Um, so we have to keep choosing purpose over fear. How do we choose purpose over fear? And we come back to when we're yet let yesterday's video, we're like, okay, here's how you choose purpose over fear with the chakras. It's great. And you can absolutely go through that and it will work. You can also go and use these three things. You can use your North node, your Lilith and your numerology. Um, you can look up your natal chart. You can find your North node and your Lilith, and you can either work with us one-on-one -on -one and we can tell you what this, what all three of these mean at once. Or you can just go Google it. Um, 
what your North Node means after you pull it up and what your Lilith means. And then you can go and get Dan Millman's incredible book, The Life You Were Born to Live, and you can learn about your numerology type. And you can do this all on your own. You can do this with support from us. Um, you can learn more about that in the link in the description. But the point is, these are the, this is a framework for you to, you can easily enlist this, this own process on your own. And these three things, oh my gosh, it will change your life. If you can, if you can put into practice these three things, if you can look at your North Node and you can write down, okay, how's one way I can add this North Node action into my life? Then you go to your Lilith and you go, okay, here's, how can I meditate on this Lilith today? Because the Lilith is more emotional. It's maybe even journal on it, Jur meditate and then journal some w times in your life where you felt like this Lilith played out. I know for me personally, I could, when I saw my Lilith, I was like, wow, yeah, that's totally my Lilith. And then I probably spent five years journaling all the times in my life where I felt guilty and ashamed for what my Lilith was of Aquarius wanting to be a part of social groups. And then you go to your North Node, or sorry, your, your numerology. And you go, well, what's my life path? And what are the laws I need to work with? And first you can have, be like, oh yeah, those are things that I really struggle with in my life. But then you look at your laws and you try to maybe focus on one law a day. Maybe pick one law for Monday and then Tuesday and Wednesday. And you think about, okay, how can I practice and think about and maybe make this my affirmation or my mantra for the day to take this into practice. Now, of course, with numerology, it's a little bit more vague. It's a little bit more of a spiritual component of your higher self, a little bit of third eye wisdom that's involved to be able to discern how do I practice this law? It can be, uh, it's not exactly direct, but I think the book gives a lot of guidance. Maybe we'll do a video explaining some ways to go through the laws. Because yeah. um, to me, it makes sense. I was going to say my laws, I was so I go back to like the law of flexibility the law of flexibility and the law of intuition, uh, my North nodes in Scorpio. So allowing myself to take action aligned with that intuition and allowing myself to also like myself before would have been very, you know, an eight's like controlling it's my way. And it's also, um, you know, it was like a life plan. Like I, I was good at being in the system. I was good at like getting the A, getting the scholarship to college, getting, um, opening a business. In a way, almost like a type one would be. It was very much like rigid, rigid, success driven. And it was all about really like learning to like go with the flow, not always have a plan, be able to step into when, when something intuitively felt right, to be able to go and adapt to that without worrying. I mean, that flexibility was a big part because even through our travels, I always wanted to have a plan and I still do to some extent, but like learning to like navigate and let it be like a flowing river, take some bends and goes, <laughs> goes over some rocks. And, and then my Lilith though, is at the same time is all about, um, is Aries and about fear of leading fear of being too much. It's very so, interesting for her in particular because as a 36 nine, nine, um, nine is integrity and wisdom. And so her life path is integrity and wisdom. And so what that encompasses is just stepping into your integrity and wisdom and leading others with your integrity and wisdom. And yet at the same time, her shame and her guilt and her, what is coming from that fear of like, Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. I'm be too much for people. Too, I shouldn't be a leader. It's, I feel guilty for that. And so there's, there's sometimes people don't have as contradictory ones, but that one's very contradictory in itself. Um, it is, it's very, 
it's such a useful tool and you can come back to it over and over um i'll do one more real quick example uh victor's my husband's is a 32-5 numerology that's all about um you know each number we need to do so many videos on this but a three is expression sensitivity two is a cooperation and balance five freedom and discipline and he always looks at it like what do you mean freedom and discipline i am the most disciplined person but it's he's extrinsically disciplined it's about an internal discipline so that you can explore and his north node isn't his north node all about being the explorer yeah it's about being open to not only just open to travel but open to ideas curiosity exploration expansion and he feels like that that's that's so like no i think my birthday's wrong (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) it's because you don't want to that's because that's your south node or your north node and so to tie in what we said earlier for him to come in and say like so i'm open to just going and trying and just see what happens. Like that's North Node. That that's absolutely that idea. Of like, let's just see. Let's let's open this box and see what comes out of it. And no attachment. Yeah, it's really cool, right? <laughs> Tell us in the comments how much you love this stuff and that you want more of it. Because see, I, I feel guilty and shame for having to talk about this, but I could spend hours talking about this stuff because it's magical when you experience this. Then then your life starts to make sense. Then your purpose is obvious to you because your purpose is just overcoming these things that are holding you back. Absolutely. You are not supposed to be some movie star. I mean, you can, but you don't have to. Your life path might not be to make a million dollars. It might not be to have this huge house. Like we think their purpose is like this thing that's grandiose when really in the construct of your soul, your purpose is to, to overcome this to basically cut this anchor that is holding you back returning back to your soul that we become detached from when i do a consult with people i go do you ever feel like something's like there's something missing and you, you can't figure out what it is and what's happened is like you started with this beautiful gem and over the years you had all this like concrete dropped on it mud that turned into concrete or it's like all these layers and you know it's in there and every so often it gets like shaking in there it's like trying to break free but it can't because you have to like chisel away at each little layer and break it off break it off break it off and using your north node and knowing your south node and every time you use your south node you're putting on another layer of concrete so it makes it harder another brick gets laid and so every time you you step into your north node that soul grows and it and sometimes we can chisel away at it from the exterior and break like make our to-do list smaller or say no to people who are adding layers of concrete or sometimes we can nurture the soul from the inside and that soul grows so big 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 it expands so much that it's just going to break free from that concrete and Honestly, I, th- I mean, I think that's what happened for me, that it grew from the inside and it just brought, like, at some point it just shattered all those layers and they all just kind of fell apart at once and it was like, I can't do it. But it might take... I think mine went fissures. the other way. Mine was more like chipping it away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mine did not burst out. It was like... <laughs> 
if your dad Breaking was here, he would definitely say his. I was think like, my, mine was pretty fast compared to how my the rate in which my dad's. But he does. Like but. as long as you're taking a step forward, that's good. So and I'm one thing that would be cool. So if you want, you know, you could go find out what your life path number is. Go find out what your uh, north node is and go find out what your Lilith is. And if you drop it in the comments below, maybe we'll do some videos um, on specific examples that people give us um, of like what we would say for someone with that certain that would be fun. combination. Yes. That would be fun. Because it's fun to analyze it. All right. Thank you for joining us. Like and subscribe. And follow the podcast, follow. whatever it is. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.